All right. Hello, everyone. It is Peter Miller for Smarter Than BPD. It is March 30th, 2023, and this is episode 15 of this podcast. And today I wanted to again get into the subject of beliefs and more specifically self-destructive beliefs or self-defeating beliefs, whatever you want to refer to them as those basic structures that we often develop in childhood as a way of feeling safe and secure in the world. And that honestly, we are often unconscious of the fact that we have uh, developed or put into place as kind of our way of, you know, making sense of things and making decisions and how we think we can uh, get our needs met and basically make it through life. And the thing is, um, I, I think most of us don't even realize how many of these beliefs that we have uh, adopted or created and how they can be a problem, how they can impact our functioning in the long run. And, you know, the very interesting part, and I've mentioned this before, is how people will cling to these beliefs and fight for these beliefs, even when they do not serve them, or even when they contribute to becoming unwell. So today I wanted to provide a very concrete example of this, um, because it can take a bit of time to really understand what's happening here with beliefs and you know like a lot of things in mental health i don't think people talk about it nearly enough so that they can have a clear understanding of what's going on you know in their mind <clears throat> we often don't see you know the things happening in the background and i guess that's why people come to therapy and talk to therapists because they want to get a clear you know, picture of, uh, of themselves and they can see sort of their, their operating system or their, you know, their internal software, if you will. Um, I was going to talk today too, about how, um, beliefs are like, you know, a software in a computer, or you could say they could be maybe more precisely like a computer virus or a type of coding that does harm to the system. But we'll get to that uh, eventually here. So the example for today I wanted to bring forward had to do with um, one that I've seen a lot in my practice and um, probably one that I've done a fair bit as well in my life. And that is the, it's the pattern of people pleasing. I think I referenced this a little bit in my last episode as part of um, uh, my pattern that I've shared with everyone on the podcast. So people pleasing. So why would people do this, right? And and what is it? Um, so people pleasing is when uh, basically you kind of go along with what the people in your life want, or you know, or the authority figures, right? You you basically obey. Uh, and because you don't want to cause problems and, you know, maybe you're afraid of rejection or abandonment. So you basically, you know, like go along with things. You're kind of passive. Um, you don't really say no when you want to say no. 
um, you know, because you don't want to bother people again. So you spend your life uh, pleasing people. And this kind of makes sense. Like if you think of like uh, children who may, might have kind of authoritarian kind of parents and the parents would say, you know, as long as you listen to whatever I say and you obey me, then, you know, then everything's going to work out just fine, right? Like you uh, will meet your needs and you'll be able to have uh, privileges. Uh, you'll be able to have an enjoyable life, basically, as long as you do whatever I tell you to do. Uh, so it, it does make sense, right? Because lots of children have parents like that. And if you are, if you're not listening when they want you to listen, then they could uh, do lots of things, right? They could withhold love, they could withhold privileges, they could say things that sound like maybe mean or rejecting, right? Uh, they could sound upset and which a child could often interpret as rejection. My parents upset, They're, they don't like me, right? And I feel that rejection. And maybe sometimes that gets like so intense if a child doesn't listen uh, to their parent, uh, then, you know, it becomes like uh, an emotional sensitivity, meaning like you don't ever want to feel rejection feelings. And so, you know, you come up with a way, you know, like, what am I going to, how can I never feel rejection again, right? Um, so you come up with ways to uh, appear obedient or just totally be obedient to the authority figures in your life, right? So you become like a, a people pleaser, right? You do whatever they say. Um, and in childhood, I guess, it, again, it could seem like if it works to get your, your needs met at that time of your life. So you could establish that as a pretty concrete belief, right? And there's other systems in the world too that would say, you know, as long as you do exactly what we say, then everything's going to work out just fine for you. So anyway, that's kind of besides the point, but it's, there's, I think there's some similarities here if we're thinking of other systems that surround us. But anyway, let's just stick with the parent-child thing. So the child develops the belief that um, I'm going to be passive and compliant and um, obedient. Okay, so then they carry that forward throughout their life, right? And so now you find yourself in an adult relationship. And I've had, you know, uh, uh, different types of people in different situations, like in marriages or work environments where they're, they're encountering problems and they're like, well, I'm, I'm doing whatever they want. Like I'm, I'm uh, giving them things like I'm, you know, husbands like who make uh, good money, you know, they could say like, I'm paying all the bills. They don't even have to work. Um, you know, I'm doing all the chores around the house. Uh, you know, I'm trying to make life easy for my partner. And yet it's like they're, they are upset with me. Uh, and I, I had another uh, person one time that, that they were trying to do everything, you know, lis uh, listen to whatever the people in the work environment wanted them to do. And uh, yet they still had uh, relationship problems in the work environment. And, you know, so they're confused. They're like, I'm following my my people-pleasing belief, uh, usually they don't recognize it yet, but they're, they're following this people-pleasing belief and they're still having problems in the relationships. And they're like, well, you know, if my belief isn't gonna work, you know, then I guess I might just have to leave the relationship or leave that 
uh, work environment. Because I've done everything that I can do, right? They think that they've, they've done everything that they can, but have they? <clears throat> so like in therapy, like we would often get to the point of recognizing, okay, this is a pattern. You have this people pleasing thing. Um, you know, and what, what is, you know, what's potentially a problem with a people pleasing pattern? So one of the things is, uh, you know, I'll ask uh, questions like, so how, what's the communication like, you know, between yourself and your partner or yourself and your coworkers? And, you know, they'll, they'll say like, well, they might get, get mad at me sometimes, or, or they might be frustrated. And then I don't say very much. I just kind of like shut down or zone out. And so we don't really have the greatest communication, but I've been doing everything that they want me to do. So they should be nice to me, right? They should, they should also be ple like pleasing me in return. So the, there's the confusion there where they think I've, I've been a people pleaser and people should please me back. But at the same time, we haven't been able to communicate about the ways that we feel, uh, share uh, some important types of thoughts, like the communication is like weak or not happening. And when you're in adult relationships, like not parent-child relationships, you need to be able to communicate and work through emotions in order to solve problems like relationship problems, marriage problems, organizational problems. Uh, you need to have those skills. So the person, you know, they realize eventually I, I need to get some skills in tolerating and working through all of the human emotions that I haven't learned how to do. And I need to learn how to get some communication skills and some assertiveness skills going so that I can work with people. So there's a, like a paradigm shift here, right? Like, whereas before the person thought all I needed was my belief that if I pleased people and did whatever they said, then I would get all of my needs met and things would work out just fine. But it turns out that that belief is faulty. It doesn't work for all of the situations in life. And you can't, you can't go through life denying the fact that you, you need to mature emotionally. And like this podcast is about borderline personality disorder, and there's lots of people with BPD who carry around uh, beliefs like this, right? And then they're really frustrated when their beliefs don't work. Um, and, and, and again, when, when beliefs don't work, people might try even harder to, to um, exercise their belief. And then when it still doesn't work and it still doesn't work, you know, then you might turn to some extreme, reckless, impulsive behavior because everything that you're doing that you think should work is not working. So, I mean, it's, it's understandable that people could get so exasperated and so frustrated that they might do something kind of wild, right? Or impulsive because everything that they, that they thought could keep them uh, safe from uh, emotions isn't working. <clears throat> so again, the better solution there is to admit to yourself that the beliefs are um, like they're time limited in your life, I guess. 
They might have worked during your childhood, but they no longer work in your uh, adulthood. So you need to learn how to work with your emotions, how to tolerate your emotions. You need to learn uh, other mental health skills so that you can get by in life and um, not uh, kind of end up giving up on things when your beliefs don't work. Because that's what people do sometimes as well. They're like, like as I said, if, if my beliefs aren't going to work, then I'm just going to give up on you know everything, on my relationships, and I'm not going to go to that job anymore. <clears throat> and sometimes people do uh, need to leave work environments, and they do need to leave relationships when they are trying to exercise new skills and, and healthy practices. And maybe the people in the in the work environment or the people they were in a relationship with, they don't they aren't equipped either, right? Um, so even if you try to do something healthy, like use uh, some healthy assertiveness skills and maybe mention how you feel about some things and then they, they aren't able to work with you because they don't have any skills. I mean, that's something to acknowledge as well. And you might need to find a healthier place to work and be in a relationship. So I was gonna make a comparison here today as well uh, and that was with um, like physical trainers. I think mental health therapists and physical trainers kind of do similar work. Um, although physical trainers, they work primarily just with um, the body, right? Uh, helping a person get physically fit and uh, work all of their muscles so that they can uh, become, you know, fit and healthy in their life. So they guide a person in that way, right? And they encourage them to do exercises uh, to strengthen all the different parts of their body. And in mental health, we similarly, we try to get people to acknowledge where they need to get stronger. Uh, like, and in particular, the types of emotions they need to learn how to tolerate, right? You could say that each emotion is kind of like maybe a different muscle in the body and there's lots of different emotions, right? And you need to learn how to uh, work with all of them so that you can have the best possible life experience. <clears throat> so I just kind of had this, you know, funny example and I was thinking, so what if a person said, I, there's, there was this one time when I was like lifting, doing some lifting, like lifting a box, maybe when I was helping somebody move and then I hurt my back or I hurt some other part of my body and, Maybe it happened a couple of times. And then I was like, I, and then so I decided I'm not, I'm not going to lift boxes anymore because when I lift boxes and or help people move heavy things, I just get, you know, hurt. And I don't like that. So I, my belief now is that, you know, lifting is bad and I'm just not going to do it. So if you said that to a personal trainer, like, what do you think they would say? they would probably say, look, you probably didn't like lift the box in an effective, skillful way, right? And uh, like if, if you're just going to avoid uh, lifting things and like not strengthening parts of your body, then you're, you know, in the long run, you're going to have a lot of uh, like muscle decay or uh, weakness, right? Uh, you're just going, you know, if your solution is to use a belief that it's just not safe to lift kind of thing. And probably anyone listening would, would understand that. Right. And they could, you know, they could make sense like, oh yeah, like 
it wouldn't be wise to just like not learn how to lift and 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 also to recognize that there's lots of other muscles in my body that I need to learn how to uh, strengthen and um, like take care of throughout my life. Most people would probably get that like physical training. It's kind of easier to grasp that way, but in, in mental health, like it's it's a little bit harder to see, right? Um, but it's the same thing. Like a people, uh, sorry, a person develops a belief like early on in their life that something, you know, they 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 need to do something a certain way for the rest of their life, so that they don't experience cer a certain kind of pain that they don't, you know, they don't want to feel like an emotional pain. But uh, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts as well, so like when children are exposed to these difficult emotions, uh, parents are often are not equipped to teach them how to work through the emotion and uh, learn how to tolerate that emotion uh, and have it move through their body uh, and, you know, recognize even sort of the, the temporary state of emotions. Like there's lots of things that are omitted and missed. And so it makes sense, right, that a, a, a child would think, you know, I just need to avoid that feeling for the rest of my life. Uh, but in the same way that if, you, you know, you never learned how to lift a box, if, if you never learn how to work through feeling of rejection, uh, then th there's going to be many moments uh, in your life uh, when you're going to need to handle that emotion and be able to stay like in conversation and communication with people, but you might just like give up or get angry or whatever, right? Anything to avoid the emotion. So I'm, I'm hoping that that kind of makes sense. Uh, like, you know, if a person needs to do some lifting in their life, I mean, there's lots of times when you need to lift things and move, right? Move, move your things. Like, uh, and maybe you can't afford to always pay somebody to move your things. But anyway, there could be lots of times when you need to have that kind of ability. So you can't just say, I'm not, I'm not going to lift things, right? Uh, it's better to figure out how to strengthen that part of your body. And a physical trainer would probably, again, also say, like, you're not just going to figure out how to strengthen your back or your legs, right? You need to do lots of exercises so you can have a, con a completely strong system. And a mental health therapist would say the same thing. They, they would say, you need to learn how to... Uh, uh, work through all the different types of emotions that humans experience and not like living your life just to avoid certain things. Because if you do that, you're not going to be able to handle certain situations and do the things that you need to do. Um, and, and even worse, like in the long run, like um, when your beliefs are still, like they're not working, even though you're, you know, you're using them, uh, you know, and 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 uh, maybe your your work situations and your relationships don't work because your beliefs are failing you, and then so then so then you, you're not going to work maybe anymore, or you're not going to be in relationships anymore. Uh, that's kind of self defeating too, isn't it? Because you know you might need a job to pay your bills, or you know we kind of need our relationships to meet our social uh, and intimacy uh, types of needs and family needs in our life. And uh, I mean, I've talked to lots of people that they say, you know, I've just given up on my family relationships and uh, I've given up on uh, other, other important relationships and friendships in my life. And so they end up being quite lonely uh, as a result. 
So, I mean, guys, isn't it better to get some skills going and uh, let go of the kind of like the juvenile beliefs uh, that we have used for years and years as a way of getting by? Um, so lastly, I guess, yeah, I was just going to talk about how uh, some of these beliefs could be like a computer virus and I have uh, written a little bit about this at the blog and I'll uh, again I'll post what I'm talking about uh, at the blog shortly after this podcast uh, is aired. So come back to smarterthanbpd.info and see episode 15 in season 2 and you just have to work through the navigation menu at the main page there to get to season 2. So anyway, yeah. Beliefs could be like a computer virus uh, where the virus like enters the system and it seems like it's not doing any harm, you know, but it's running in the background and it, it actually is doing harmful things, uh, you know, kind of making the system do things that aren't, you know, good for its overall wellness until the system eventually crashes, right? So in order for the computer to be healthy, it needs to be cleansed of the viruses that are are part of the uh in the coding in the software <laughs> they need to be removed right and once you do that then the computer functions uh in a much uh, more effective way it gets things done it can handle difficult complex jobs when the when the viruses aren't interfering uh, with things so hopefully this makes sense for today. Um, I also wanted to mention again that I am developing a uh, a premium skills training program. Um, I think I'm going to call it the Smarter Than BPD Premium Skills Training Program. Kind of a long title. Uh, but it's coming. It's being developed um, probably about a quarter of the way there now, maybe a little bit more. Um, and I, I have um, received some inquiry about this to be uh, considered for spots. I will only be having a few spots available um, in the beginning because uh, I am still working a regular job here. Uh, so it might be in your best interest if you are interested uh, to get a hold of me uh, one way or another. There is the Discord group. Um, I also have several ways of uh, uh, being reached. Uh, in my uh, little profile area at uh, smarterthanbpd.info. All right, so that's it for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope this was helpful. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>